Welcome to the program. My name is Jesse Peterson. Uh, I am the founder and president of a national nonprofit organization called the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. We realize that uh, nothing is going to change in society, within our families and our country, until the man come back to his proper state of being. He's very weak, he's out of order, and so we'll deal with those kind of issues to get him to understand why, in order that he may come back to uh, his proper state. Uh, we also deal with women. We don't turn anyone away. Our organization is committed to the family. Uh, we, we deal with religion as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, we are a religious nonprofit organization. And I've invited some of the people from the organization to uh, talk with me tonight about religion, about God, uh, about uh, um, the family, about life. How do they see things and, and the impact that the organization has had on their lives. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. And I have to tell you that you've never heard anything like this before in your entire life. So you may want to call your, your friends and your enemies and tell them to tune in. Everybody need help, and especially in the black community. Um, there's an impression in the black community that everybody and their mama know God, but when we look around, we can see that they don't. Um, um, an example, there are churches on every corner, if not every corner, nearly every corner uh, within the black communities all across the country. Uh, if you don't want to be a drug dealer, the next best thing to be is a preacher. So everybody's a preacher. And uh, yet, uh, the children are on drugs. Uh, the mothers are cheating around with different men, or the men are cheating around with different women. Uh, many homosexuals, abortions is out of order. Everything is, is, is totally screwed up, but yet everybody claims that they know God. And they don't question, well, if I know God, why am I so screwed up in my life? Why, why isn't my life better? You know, why do I have to go to church every Sunday and I'm not getting better? The preachers taking my money, the churches are, are getting bigger, and yet I'm getting poor and uh, angry and my kids are gone. And, and, and they don't ask those questions. We're going to ask those questions and others tonight. Um, I appreciate you guys coming. Thanks very much. Uh, before we get into your understanding about God now as a result of coming to the organization, I'd like to get an impression of what did you think about God and church and that whole deal uh, uh, before coming to Bond? Can you tell me, Rodney? Let me ask first, are you a Christian now? I always say I aspire to be a Christian. I don't think I'm there yet. Okay. And so, before coming to Bond, what was your concept of religion, God, and all that kind of stuff? You go to church on Sunday, you pray when you want something, and you try to follow the Ten Commandments. Although it's very difficult, you try to follow the Ten Commandments, and you try to do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Those were the words. Uh, Acting it out is a different thing. So you were trying to follow the commandments, yes. the Ten Commandments. Were you a Baptist or... Methodist. Uh, Methodist. Really? Mm -hmm. And how did you end up being that? My mother. Your mom. My mother was a 
churchgoer for until until I was 15. Right. And then she found uh, Roy Masters, and she stopped going to church. What was um, what? I don't I don't know what method what Methodists do. What what do they believe in? Um, I, mean, I don't like, understand. Do they what believe you mean. in Jesus Christ? You yes. have to go through Him to get to God and all yes, that. Yes. Uh -huh. oh, okay. And they don't hoop and holler. It's it's, um, it's probably more formal and quiet. It's not a lot of jumping up and down like a Baptist church. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And did your parents live the life or just went to church and talked about the life, the Christian life? Um, my mother was an honest person, but she still had, there's so many other facets. You know, she still had a lot of problems and a lot of things that she couldn't, did not know how to deal with. Yeah. And that's the mystery of it all. If you go to church all these years, you still don't know how to deal with everyday life. And at, so at one point you felt as though you were a, a, Meth, a Methodist? Is that what you call it? No. You didn't? No, I just went to church. Oh, you just went to church. So you never tried to live it, really kind of be it or anything? Um, no, not by the church, but just by her example. By her example, she oh, okay. was an honest person how trying to you? do the right thing. And so I did too, uh, Oh, yeah. you did mm -hmm. too. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, how about you, Maria? What was your I, idea about God and religion well, and all that before? as you know, I grew up in South America, uh -huh. and I went to church practically every day. And I remember I had a boyfriend when I was a teenager, and we used to go to the church and pray for an hour, and I don't know what, and then come, <laughs> I, and the candles and the statues and everything else, and people used to go there. Uh, to pray to find a job, but they wouldn't go out and look for a job. <laughs> and I knew then, even though I was very young, I said, why these people here are asking for a job and they don't do anything about it? Yeah. And that's the whole concept. You go to a church, you ask for everything, but you don't do anything on your own. You don't make any effort. And so you were Catholic? Yes. Catholic, okay. Yes, I was brought up Catholic. And I went to school, and it was a private school, and still they took me to church. That's how religious they are. They took you to church even from though, the school? Yeah, even though they weren't, it wasn't um, a Catholic school. Really? Yes. So 95% of the people are Catholic by force. You are born into it. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. But when I was like um, 18, I saw the whole hypocrisy and I said, I leave it. I left it and said, I don't believe in God, period. And for many, many years, I didn't believe in God. And, of course, I went off track. <laughs> <laughs> what is and it like not to believe in God? Comfortable in one sense, because <laughs> you don't have to answer to your conscience. Uh -huh. But on the other hand, I went through a lot of problems. And uh, finally, with the med meditation, I start coming back to oh, okay. straight path, which how, I'm grateful now. How about you, Kent? Uh, what were you, did you believe? Did you go to church and all that before coming to Bond? No, you didn't go to church. No, so you wasn't raised up in church. No, I wasn't. And what was your concept or ideal of religion and God? I didn't have a concept. I did not believe in God and was agnostic. Oh yeah. And so, what was life like for you at that time? Without. Can you sit back for me? Sure. Okay. Just relax. I'm I'm relaxed. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was what? I'm sorry. What was life for you? What was life like? Yeah. Without before you believed in God. Uh huh. 
it was basically a life where, where I made up the rules, but I was also subject to things that were beyond my power, and I didn't understand why certain things were happening. And uh, it, was a, it was difficult, and things got more and more difficult. I think when you're young, you know, life seems really open and, and beautiful, and you're experiencing and everything like that. But then all of a sudden, hard times start coming, because eventually they do. Yeah. And uh, once those started coming, then it, was, then it was a problem, because I was left with myself, and I, hadn't, I didn't have a God at that point. And did you know at that time that you didn't have a God, or you just God, or you just thought something that was wrong? No, no. I th- there was something wrong with me. I right. mean, I was having problems. But you didn't relate it to not having a God at that time. No, no. I wasn't able to relate it to that. So, did your did your parents go to church or anything when you were growing up? No, very rarely. I mean, a few times, but it sounds like completely opposite to these ladies. My parents were uh, basically they tried to work. To to earn money, and that was about it. Oh, okay. So church wasn't a part of their life. Um, I want to ask, do you think that most people believe in God or they uh, or don't? Well, I would say probably half do believe in God. You, you think that half believe in God? Yes. And why do you feel that way? Well, because, well, when I was growing up, I seen, like, a lot of people go to church and, like, driving around. There, I see, like, people people going to church so I figure like the majority probably half and half go really what is the evidence around you that indicates uh, that half of the people believe in God what do you see that proves that well success well from what I see I see success around me success meaning what as far as like people having nice homes and driving nice cars and and that is the evidence that they believe, one of the evidence that they believe in God? Well, you know, I really don't know that answer to that question. Because uh, I'm going to say Bill Clinton got a big house and a lot of money. He got the White House. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't believe. So, you know. That's he actually not, said he doesn't believe? He didn't say I don't believe, but his principles indicate that he doesn't. You know, he believed in homosexuality and abortion and you know, all the things that God is totally against. So that kind of indicates that he doesn't. What do you think? Well, no, because he's in the public eye, and I guess he's trying to go along with make everyone happy. Not make everyone happy, but... <laughs> so do you think that a man of God would try to go along with making everyone happy? No, he would do the right thing regardless. Right. That's right. So wouldn't that indicate that he doesn't believe in God? Like I said, he's in the public eye. So when you in the public eye, you uh, you have to go with... Kind of put your principles aside and go with what the people want? That's what I believe. Really? Is it possible to do that and believe in God? No. Oh, okay. So wouldn't we say that he doesn't believe in God? Well, I would say he doesn't, but he might say he does believe in God. (laughs) Yeah. Do you believe in God? Yes, I do. You do? And how do you know that you do? Because I feel like if I didn't believe in God... Mm -hmm. Or if I didn't have the faith in him, I wouldn't be where I am today. Oh. I would probably be in the street, out in the street, doing drugs or just doing the wrong thing. And so you don't do those things because of your belief in God? Yes. Okay. How about you? Do you believe in God? Yes, I yes I do. <laughs> and how do you know that you do? Um, 
I believe in God basically because uh, from the things that he uh, delivered me from. You know, he delivered me basically from the street. And uh, uh, I believe he saved me from the world because I could be out there just lost, lost in the world. Were you raised in a church setting, you know, like your parents went to church and all that kind of stuff? Yes, my parents went to church. Yeah. And did they live the life or just talked about the life and shower, you know, went to church and shower and come home and beat up on you? Um, I thought they were basically uh, hypocrites because um, they didn't they didn't live the life. They didn't live it. They did. They didn't live the life. Basically, uh, on Sundays they kind of talked about it, but when Monday came around, they were the same, you know, as they normally used to be before they went to church. And so you were aware of that as you were growing up. Yes, and I didn't I didn't want to be like them because I saw them as hypocrites. Oh, okay. So we'll be right back after this. If you want uh, more information about the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny Bond, our address is right here. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30. All are invited. The phone number is 1-800-411-BOND. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. Okay, welcome back. We are back. My name is Jesse Peterson. We're talking about religion today, God. And I've invited some of the uh, people from the organization to discuss this issue and other things as well. Uh, you say you like soul music? Pardon me? You like soul music? Of course. You like soul music? Yes. I really? Know. Why? Well, I guess... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was a dancer when I was young. So oh. I have kind like all kind of music. So you kind of jazzy when you were Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Are you jazzy so, now? Not much. Not much? Not, not as I used to. Uh, but uh, I, uh, okay, yeah. we're going to have to get you back in the mood, in the groove. We were talking about God. Uh, were you raised, Martin, in church? Yes, I was, your Catholic. Family, oh, really? Your family went to church and all that? Yeah. And what, were your, what was your uh, ideal of God growing up or religion? We were taught that, um, well, our teachings were out of the Bible, but um, besides that, at catechism, um, we were taught that uh, God forgives, but if you don't ask for forgiveness, you go to hell. And if you don't forgive, you go to hell. And, you know, there was um, the basic Christian message was taught. Okay. And so are, are you a Christian now? I hope so, but I'm not sure. You hope so, you're not sure. And why why are you not sure? Um, I'm kind of sure that I'm not. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Do you believe in God? Yes. You do believe in God? Yes. And so, isn't that what Christianity is all about? The belief in God and and living the life? Yes, the belief in God is the easy part. The living the life is the more <laughs> awesome. difficult part. That's where... Really? That, that's what makes me a little unsure. Is that you're not able to live it? Right. How do you know that you believe in Him then? Because I know that only He can save me. 
And so that's how you know that you believe him in him because you know that only he can save you? Yes. Uh, are you serious or are you joking? <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've tried, you know, to change my, um, my behaviors and everything like that. But uh, um, it's kind of like every time I try, I fail. But when I relax and let, and, and, and let go of all that, then I seem to change. Right. And so that can't be coming from me, so I just attribute it to God. Oh, okay. I see. Um, so how do your parents feel about you being a Christian and not a Catholic? Um, well, they weren't really living the life themselves, so, like, they would go to church and everything, but they would fight real b- um, bitterly at home. So, you know, they thought I was in a cult and everything like that, but when we tried to trade notes about, you know, living a life and stuff. Of course, they came up short, too. And so it was just like two people, you know, two different um, opposing opinions with neither opinion working very well. Rhonda, I want to ask, do you think that uh, most black people believe in God? I think they think they believe in God. You think that they think that they believe in God? They have their own definition of what that means. They've, in other words, they've made they've catered it to their own lifestyle. And so, do you believe that? Do you think that they believe in God? I don't. Not you in don't. the true sense of the word. No. And, and why not? Because they're not living it. Not because living they it. put their religion on hold after the Sunday service. Even before they get to the parking lot, they're already cussing out the person in front of them and slapping their kids. They don't live it. What is um, an example? I mean, how can a person know when they're Connected with God. I mean, what are some of the ways that they can know? For myself, um, it's living the principles and 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 recognizing when you come up, when something comes up, that you have to um, remember the principles that you, that you want to live by. And even though you want to do the opposite thing or the wrong thing, you have to remember what you're really trying to live for, yeah. and that you're trying to do the right thing. You know, I've noticed that is it seemed to be harder for women to find God than it is for men. Why is that? I don't see that. I'm not sure if I see that because in the black community, it usually the woman, um, you know, in a relationship that you have problems and the woman usually tries to find a solution and not the man. And the man won't hardly go to church a lot of times. If they're not in the church, they won't go. Right. And they won't try to find a solution. They don't want to hear anything else besides what they're doing. And but, sometimes when they are in the church, they, like I say, they don't live the life. But how is that finding God, though? That's because she's out there looking for a solution. I mean, it seems as though women, you know. They go to the church. They are looking for a solution, and they try to find it in the church whether they do, whether they find it or not. I know. They look I there. mean, they may be looking, but it seems as though it's hard for them to accept him than it is for mm-hmm. a man. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess our egos and our pride, it does seem that we have a... I don't know. I can't compare. I'm not a man. I don't... I can't compare in that sense. Yeah. But from my own point of view, um, it's difficult. And from knowing women, that we have a lot of other problems with our ego and trying to be uh, a, our own mini-gods. We want yeah. to be a god. Have you noticed that? It, it, it seems to be harder for women to find God than men. No, I find it complete the opposite. You do? And, and give me an example. Well, let me tell you this. I noticed that women like they're like very angry, judgmental. They seem to live off hate. Whereas with a man, he seemed to be ready to give his up right away. And so uh, 
when you fire God, that's the first thing that has to take place. You have to forgive in order to repent. And it seems to be difficult for women to forgive. Am, am I wrong in that? In my opinion, yes. Oh, yeah? You think that is easy for women to forgive? For myself, for me personally, I believe so. It's easier for the woman than for the man. Really? Yes. And so have you forgiven? Yes. You have forgiven. So you don't hate your fiancé or no man or nobody? Well. <laughs> well. I think every no. no one could be completely um, full, um, revived of anger. I'm sorry? No, no, I think everyone, no matter how perfect they might seem, Everyone has a little anger somewhere. So you think that no one can be free of judgment or hatred, resentment and all that? You can't be free of that? I don't think so. Not totally. Why not? So what's the purpose of believing in God then if you can't be free from that? You can um, believe in God, but it's hard. What's hard? To be free, living in this world now, to me, as long as as you're on this earth, you're going to have some type of anger. Really? Yes. You feel the same way, Marie? Yes. <clears throat> you feel like as long as you live on this earth, you're going to have some kind of anger. Yes. And so how you expect to be one with God if you're going to carry this anger? I, I really don't know, but I find it very hard, yes. So that's my I mean, point. You guys I mean, just no, proved my point. It's hard for women my, to forgive. My intent, <laughs> my intent is to obey God, but my if I can use the religious phrase, my flesh, yeah. you know, it's too weak. It, it just You're unwilling to forgive. I, I don't know. Um, I want to. I know I can deal with that life much, much better. There is no doubt about it. I can deal with people much, much better. But still, I get this uneasiness. And uh, So let me ask you, do you think that is... Easier for women to forgive than or men? It's hard for me to to discern because I don't know I'm not inside yeah, a man. Now, okay, let's say in the um Latin who, you, who do you feel more comfortable around, men or women? Women. You feel comfortable around women. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. I think women are more open and we can talk more back and forth. But there is so a, there is a back and forth. I know but women know. are so dishonest with one another. They talk back and forth, but they be lying about what they're talking about. Well, yeah, that's, that, that, that could be true. <laughs> <laughs> but men, um, especially, it seems to me that they don't take women seriously. Would you? One thing that I don't like Latin American men is that what? when you talk to them, they answer back to you with a joke. <laughs> I always dislike that. I just, I want to, a serious man to answer me in a serious manner, and I just don't find it. Really? Yes. What do you want to say to that, Kent? Uh, I totally disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't really have anything to say to that. Do you think that is harder for men to find God than it is for women? Yeah, I, I think that it, no, I don't. I think it's a lot, I think what I found is that men are able to go deeper and they generally are deeper than women. Yeah. I find women are very shallow, and it's much more difficult for them to get in touch with God for whatever reason. I think it's their nature, and and that's just the way I, you know. I think because they, women love to carry hate. They, you know, like they build their life on hatred. They can get up in the morning and cook and cook breakfast, 
send the kids off, make their lunch, wash the dishes, go to work and come back because they're motivated by that hatred. Well, I, I think that that's, that's definitely uh, possible, but I also feel that women like to be their own god, and I, and I think yeah. that they, they really are on a pedestal in life. And when you look out there, whereas men, they've never been treated like gods for the most part. And women, women really are. And so yeah. then to turn and turn to look to God is that's a big step because yeah. they're they're competing with him. I yeah. mean, they're they're very you know they're very beautiful or whatever, and they have their own appearance. Yeah. Uh, you notice that too, Martin. That it's hard for women. Who you think is it's difficult for to find God, men or women? Women. Women. It's more difficult for them. And, and why do you think so? I, I do, you know, maybe there's just an inborn weakness, you know, yeah. toward that kind of thing, you know, toward um, the truth. You know, um, I've noticed over the years, I wasn't aware of this before, but since, you know, the last nine years and dealing with men and women, I do notice that in all races, too, and not just a black woman, but in all races, it seems to be difficult for the women to lay down that anger, forgive and go her way. She seemed to want to hold on to it. All right, we're at the end of this program. we got to go. We'll be back next Monday night, and we're going to pick up right here. We're going to show you how to get over this anger and find God. I'll see you next week. Welcome to the program. My name is Jesse Peterson. We're doing a two-part series on, uh, at first we were talking about God, but on this, at the very end of that last program, we got into this thing about why is it so difficult for women to find God? Is it more difficult for women than men? And the one thing that we noted is that uh, it is harder for women to give up anger than men. And you cannot find God if you're unwilling to uh, give up the hatred. Um, I am also a founder and director of a national nonprofit organization called the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. <laughs> that is real funny, I have to tell you that, right? The Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, and we're rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. We're going to give you more information about the organization as we go on along. Um, you know, last week we were talking about women finding God and that it was harder for a woman to find God because she is unwilling to give up her hatred, her anger. And you were saying that you disagree with that. Yes. Can you speak into the microphone? Oh, yes. Why do you disagree with that? Well, in a way, I disagree. Okay, it's like this to me. We can forgive, but we can't forget. So you don't forgive then? In a way, yes. <laughs> but we, we just don't forget. Women don't forget. Men don't either. They no, can say they do, but I know they don't. But, but, but you know for sure women don't forget, right? I don't forget. You don't forget. And but so I forgive. What? I'm sorry? But I forgive. But what's the purpose of forgiving if you're not going to forget? It's just, it just lies there. It just lies there. Can you, is it possible that it's just lying there because you have not forgiven? Because once you forgive, it's like it never happened. It's over, it's done, it never was. I, I, you know what I'm saying? That's the point that I'm trying to make. If women understood that, they would forgive and get on with life. That, but you can get on with life. It's like you forgive, but you put it to the side. Until, for what? What reason? What do you mean? Why would you put it to the side and not forget about it? 
You did forget about it. You just put it to the side. I mean, why not? I don't know what you mean by just put it there for another day or something? No, just put it on the back burner as Are, if it never happened. Oh, you said that they forgive, but they don't forget. Same thing. Uh, yes, Mary. Um, I know that at Bond, uh, you teach that the best thing to obey God is to get rid of your anger. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. On the other hand, isn't this a journey that you do it as you live? I mean, you, you don't get rid of your anger all at once because otherwise you will be a saint. Um, no, not necessarily. No. Well, you are becoming a saint, and you're supposed to be one, too. I okay. want you to know that. But what happened is when you, when you truly repent, then you do give up the anger uh -huh. by giving up judgment. And the moment that you give that up, then it's gone. But and now you start the journey, and you are tempted with anger again, over okay. and over again. But because you have given it up and let it go, you can see how to overcome it. It doesn't overtake but you. But it's still you get angry because that's why you have to overcome, right? No, you don't get angry. This, then what is the idea? Because I, I always hear you saying we should overcome. That's kind of your motto, yes, right? Yes, So we should overcome. That means that we have to do something else. That no, honestly, that, only thing you have to do at that point once you forgive is to resist temptation from now on. When you attempt it to anger, you resist it by not judging. That's all also, you have to do the rest of your life. And also you mentioned one time that we cannot repent on our own, right? Right. Yeah. So we have to be repented by God. But that's how, I don't know how to get to that I point. think what it is with women mm -hmm. is that they say they want to give it up, but they truly don't in their heart. Uh -huh. And so that's why they can't seem to reconnect. But with men, when they say they want to give it up, they truly mean it. And if they ever found the way to do it, they're ready to do it. So that has been your experience talking to different people. And For so nine you, you, years. Can, you can tell the difference between men and women yes. that men. I see a lot of men who it, uh, it is difficult for them to give up the anger as well, but majority of women won't give it you up. You can tell that. They will, they will take it to hell with them. They will destroy their children before they say, I'm sorry. Or they will say, that I'm, they will say I'm sorry, but they don't mean it because the next few minutes they're back at the same thing again. Mm -hmm. Whereas with a father, when he says that he's sorry, most likely he won't do it again. It's over with and that's why our kids hate their mothers more than they hate their fathers, because of that. What do you want to say there, John? Do you think it's difficult for women or men? Most, most difficult. Uh, I never really thought about it, but uh, I would say it's most difficult for women. You would. And, and why are you saying it if you hadn't thought about it? I think because uh, in our society, basically, uh, uh, put on a, pe a pedestal in their, in their, their worship, and they're, they're like an idol, they're like a false god. Yeah. And uh, uh, let me ask this: Have you ever? How old are you? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Have you ever seen a forgiven woman? <laughs> uh, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> uh, a woman that has forgiven, <clears throat> she doesn't have hatred or judgment in her heart. Have you ever seen a woman like that? No, I, I've seen women that that. Um, they're striving to get there. They're striving to uh, to uh, be a better woman. Based on right. talking about Michelle's sister. I mean, she goes oh, to no, church. Oh, no, you're talking about Michelle. No, not Michelle. Michelle. Michelle's sister. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Michelle is not a forgiving woman? Not at this time. She's working on it. Oh. 
Okay. Have Have you ever seen a, a, a forgiven woman, a woman that is, is non-judgmental, is free from that? No, I haven't. In your whole life, how old are you? Forty. And you never seen a woman like that? Never ever. You know, I've never seen it either. I'm try, I, I wish I had. I was trying to think before I asked the question. I wish I had seen a woman that has forgiven. I've never seen one. I don't know one. How about you? Uh, have you ever seen a woman like that? I can say no. 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 Wow. Isn't that something? Why do you think it's so hard for women to forgive? <laughs> Why do you think it's so hard for women to forgive? I guess because we deal with a lot of frustration and we go through a lot. You go through a lot, and that's why it's hard. Do you think that men go through a lot? Hmm, I think, yeah, they probably should. And have you ever seen a man that has forgiven? He's not carrying hatred around with him? No. you never seen a man like that? No. Do you know Jesse Peterson? Yes. And what do you think about him? you think he's carrying hatred around with him? No, he's not. Oh, well, you're seeing one then. <laughs> At least one. Yeah, when? Uh, is it hard for you to give up, to give up your hatred? Yes. Really? <laughs> and why? Because I don't know why. I'm just hard. But that's going to destroy your life. Do you realize that? Yes. You're going to end up like these ladies. You're going to end up like Miss Johnson. <laughs> Uh, Rhonda, have you ever seen a woman that has been forgiven? No, and only two men that are you and Roy Masters. <laughs> <laughs> but you've never seen a woman like that your whole entire life? No. Wow, that's pretty serious. Don't you think that's serious? But though? it seems women are just so steeped in emotion and yeah. that they cling to that and that's all they know and that's what they've been taught year after year after generation after generation. And it's just very comfortable. It is and it isn't. But just think, these women are raising our children. You do, we do terrible things based on that emotion. Have you, uh, Francisco, ever seen a woman that has forgiven in your entire life? Never thought of it and never seen it. Never seen it. The most it, I come to it is maybe a Catholic school nun or something. Oh, no, those are the worst ones. They hide it behind that robe. I think I seen one on TV. <laughs> That's a flying nun. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you for, have you forgiven? Yes. You have forgiven, so you don't carry hatred around with you. No, no, I and, don't. And how do you know that you're forgiven? Because I'm free. You are free. Yeah. You are free. And how do you know you're free? What does that mean? No chains on my feet. No chains on my heart. Do you believe in God? Yes. You do believe in God? Yes, sir. And how do you know that you believe in God? I know I can. I believe in God. Um, I just know. I don't know how I know. I can't prove it to you. I can't show it to you. Yeah. Uh, just okay. the results. I want to ask this about women again. I don't know why I'm talking about women. I Just because they're so mean. But um, <laughs> I noticed that in the churches, and we are talking about God, that in many of the churches today that a lot of women are head in the churches. They're preachers and things like that. Do you think that a woman should be a preacher or the head of a church? Well, I have seen lately on television a lady who is a preacher, and I think she's excellent. She's very good, and she really means what she says, and she lives what she says. 
So I think it's possible because the way she talks and the way she admits her weaknesses and, and she says, her husband is there in the audience and she said, oh, I drive him crazy sometimes and I do this and I do that. So she admits in, in front of everybody that she's not perfect. Right. But the way she communicates and the way she says it, yeah, she's believable to me. And so you think, and so she is a preacher. Yes. And do you think that she was called by God or, or by somebody else? That I don't know. That I couldn't. But uh. what I'm right now, my, my perception right now, yes. She's the only woman I have ever seen. Because there are other women's preachers. Right. But she's the only one that I believe in. If God doesn't want the woman to be the head of the family or over man at all, right. why would he call exactly. her? Exactly. I was, Yeah, I was thinking of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean that's nice. But that's she's, good that she's she is. better to me than some of the men preachers yeah. because they don't admit, you know. And she's really going to the daily life situations, you know, that appear to be simple. But yeah, I, mean, I think that is good that if a woman would get up and be honest, you know, watch out for me. I could be the devil. You that's know, what exactly what she says. You know, give a testimony, but I don't think that she should try to bring man back to God because she can't do it. Yeah, the only thing is I can see her husband in the audience yeah. and he's smiling kind of sheepishly, you know, like... Kind of wimpy I, kind yeah, of guy. Yes, I, th- I, I, think, I think still she's the strong in the relationship. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah he probably she looks home. weak. He probably a house mother. What is a housewife? House what? House mom. Mr. Mom. A Mr. Mom <laughs> at home. Yeah, yeah. that, that uh, I noticed. Yeah. But as far as her is... Ken, have you uh, forgiven? Yes, I have. You have. And how do you know that you have? Because my anger towards my parents is no longer in me, and my life has changed as a result of that. In, in what way? Uh, in, in every way. I've become stronger. I've been able to do better at whatever I do. My relationships with people are better. I think most importantly, though, I'm able to speak up. Yeah. to people regardless of who it is and I think when I was before forgiveness I was not able to do that yeah cool how about you Martin do you have a clear heart yes you do and how do you know that you do because I don't um, react you don't to react. people yeah um, is it difficult to deal with women in this state of forgiveness Hmm. No, not really. No? Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Did you think it was? No, it shouldn't be. That's the thing that I noticed that when man forgives, uh, because it is repentance, he's overcoming the nature of the woman. Now he has the nature of God, and it's easy to forgive. We're going to take a break, and I'll pick up when we come back. Back in a moment. You can do it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. For more information about the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, call 1-800-411-BOND. That's 1-800-411-2663. Bond, rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. Okay, we are back. We are talking about God. We are talking about overcoming anger. We are talking about why women are so screwed up and men are so weak. We're trying to get an understanding of this so that we can get over it. Let's talk in this last uh, portion of the program about how to overcome this thing. How can a man become 
how can a male become a man and how can a female become a woman? Can you tell me that on the end? How, how, how can you become a woman? What is the secret to that? I guess by not feeding into others and trying to do what you think is best, like maybe, I guess by stopping thinking. Yeah, not reacting. Making decisions. Yeah. Frankie, how can you become a male, become a man from being a male? What is the secret? Well, you go to the post office and ask for an application to be a mailman, and uh, you pass the test. So, um, first of all, uh, I think you got to give up all your anger and your rage. And uh, what I had to do is give up everything in the world. I had to give up the, the love for money and the lust for women. And those were my last two. And after I did that, uh, I gave up the world. And that's when I started to become a man. How about you, Rhonda? What is the secret to becoming a woman? Drop the emotions and, and the anger. And how do you drop it? We were talking earlier that it's impossible almost for a woman to drop it. How do you drop it? Prayer. Prayer. Lots of prayer. <laughs> and, and if you're in enough pain and you really want to get over it, you'll, you'll heed the warnings when they come the next time. Yeah. How about you, Marie? Um, in me in particular, I think I, if I can give up my... Uh, Willfulness. I'm a very willful person. You are? W willful woman, yes. Yeah. So that would be good. That would be if, good. Yeah. How about you, Kent? What is the secret to overcoming this stuff? Uh, forgiveness of your parents is the key. Yeah. And once you do that, then everything else frees up. Nobody else is an enemy. And you're able to forgive on the spot. And it makes it real simple to live life. Yeah. How about you? By doing what God would want me to do, and that's forgive. So why don't you forgive then? I'm working on it. And by doing what? How are you working on it? Meditation and prayer. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about you, Dad? Um, I think uh, becoming a real man. Uh, first, um, I sit still daily and um, let God uh, reveal himself to me. And... Um, Basically, when I'm out there in the world, uh, um, my reaction to people are are different, um, and and I realize that of myself I can do nothing, and and God kind of uh, guides me and helps me with my anger and allows me to see things that I normally wouldn't see, and He, you know, again He's uh, taking away lust and um, He's allowed me to see my anger, how it gets out of control and wants me to. Uh, do your fiancé get to you at times still? Yes. She does. And if you have forgiven, how is it that she can get to you? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking at that daily. Uh, I realize that, that I can't make myself uh, not react to her or, or not get irritated by her. I have to wait for my Father in Heaven to um, allow me to uh, react to her properly. But, but you said that you have forgiven already, right? And so when you forgive, then patience steps in. Mm -hmm. And when you operate in, in patience, it's difficult, impossible for someone to get to you. Right. So maybe you haven't forgiven. Yeah, obviously there's some things I, I need to look at in my life. Uh, and so when you see yourself reacting to her, what do you do about it? 
I, I just observe it right now. I mean, sometimes I react, but most times I just try to observe it and see. Does she irritate you a lot or something? She's smart allically. She's real smart. <laughs> <laughs> she says smart stuff. I mean, like, uh, 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 just to get some of your skin a little bit sometimes. So. <laughs> like little snappy remarks and things. Yeah, she's, uh, uh, she has smart comments. Well, she looks so innocent. It doesn't look like she would ever make a smart Snappy remark. Do you do time. that? <laughs> yes. You do? Why? You want to irritate him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and why do you want to irritate him? Because he says he's a changing person. I want to see how much has changed or what make is the change working. <laughs> so it's your job to test that? Yes. Yeah, you're right about that. That's what women do, you know. They want to bring the hell out of you. <laughs> Are you happy doing that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for you, Dad. <laughs> How about you, Martin? What is the key to becoming a man? Key to becoming a man is uh, willing to face your weakness, your weakness to judge and your weakness to... Um, um, have uh, all these emotions, you know, just just putting up with it and not trying to solve it. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I want to say this about it. The first thing, the first uh, key to overcoming it is that you have to want to be saved from it. You know, you have to want uh, to be born again. That's what Christ called it, that we must be born again in order to overcome the world. And we have to be born again by believing in Christ, you know, only through him that we can get the salvation that we're looking for. And salvation means, you know, being saved from the world. We want to overcome the world. And, and the way to find that is that we have to sit still and know him. The Bible says that when we pray, we should go into our prayer closet, be still and know God. Most people, when they go into their prayer closet, they're like wimping and whining and begging you know, give me a wife, give me a house, you know, forgive my mother, forgive my father, forgive me. And nothing happens because it has nothing. All their prayers are like selfish prayer. And God cannot get in, and, you know, and change their life. But when they sit still, reality catches up with them. The truth catches up. And it's that truth that changes you if you're willing to accept it. It will change you at an instant. It would bring you out of darkness into the light. And then what you will notice, as Kent was saying earlier, is that the first person or people that we forgive, for the most part, is our parents first. You know, it is impossible to know God and, and hate your father, your earthly father. You cannot and you will never, ever love him as long as you hate your earthly father. So that's why he causes us to, for, you know, forgive our fathers first. Then we forgive our mothers because salvation is about overcoming the spirit of your mother. You know, man and woman need to overcome that feminine spirit, which is of the mother, which is of the devil. You know, when she believed, Adam believed the devil, he took her, I mean, when Eve believed the devil, the devil, evil, darkness, she took her darkness nature. And so that is what being passed on to us generation after generation. So... That's why we act like women, you know. And what I mean by acting like women is that we are angry, emotional, doubtful, 
uh, looking for someone to love us, you know, insecure. And so we have to overcome mother's spirit. And when we overcome that through quietness and stillness, then we find God. And that's where life began. And when you find him, it is impossible to judge. It's impossible to sin. It's impossible to doubt. You don't have worry. You don't have fear. You have none of that stuff in you. You don't put it aside for later, you know. You don't, you forgive, and it's like it never happened to you at all. You don't, you have to make yourself remember it if you want it to remember it. And I have to tell you that in our world today, and especially in America, we don't have that kind of love in our country today. It's hard to find the truth. We don't find it in the churches. We're not finding it in the homes. We're not finding it in the schools. People don't have it within them. It is impossible to find it, and that's why we're suffering. We're getting away from it. Most people love to be lied to. You know, you're wonderful. You're fine like you are. God loves you in the manner that you are. And it's not going to change until we repent, until we forgive. I appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back next week. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Call us at 1-800-411-BOND. 1-800-411-2663. Have a good night. Thanks for coming in, guys. To understand what went wrong. I know we can find a way. I know we can find a way. I know we can find. Bye.